When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. So it's a pleasure to welcome in Alex Keeble. How you doing, Alex? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. It's um, always a busy time during this period for the Premier League and for English football. They go on a little bit of a spell and we can get to the international window in a bit, but over the weekend, what do you think the result that made people sit up and look and watch was? Well, I would say probably Southampton drawing with Man City on Saturday night. I mean, I think we're all clutching at straws a bit here, but a lot of us are really hoping that means we've got a title race back on. Um, as much as it is still nine points between them and Liverpool, there were just a few signs in that game, not for the first time this season, really, that Man City, they can be got out, they can be made to be a bit slow and sluggish. And, you know, just maybe Liverpool can get themselves back in the title race after this one. Yeah, it is shaping up nicely at the top there. Obviously, that result pulls it back a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how well Norwich is actually. I mean, that looks like they're trying to drag a few people back into that relegation space. That's actually what looked like just a three-horse race a couple of weeks ago after their FA Cup win. They've, they've got a couple back, so it's kind of opening up down the bottom as well. I think we just lost Alex there. Uh, yeah, but Mitch, you are right. I mean, you are our. If I if, look, if I am our super, <laughs> super pipe expert, you are our Premier League expert. Yeah, it's been classic, mate. Actually, it's um. Well, Gareth Hopkins um, is a big uh, so guy I used to play with. Um, you know, play yeah. for New Zealand keeper. Yeah, yeah. little su- sweaty bald fella. For <laughs> <laughs> he's down in the mount now. Uh, big Norwich fan. Uh, is huge he huge Norwich fan? Why? Yeah. <laughs> He played. He play, I don't know exactly, but like I went and um, spent some time with him in the UK. And he was living in Norwich, just loved it. Um, so Simon Inslee as well, who was the Auckland high performance um, uh, guy for a while. He's from there, so well, yeah. One of the one of the blokes that works here, Neil Jackson. I'm pretty sure he's a big Leeds fan. And when we were doing chants on Friday, he keeps emailing me. I said, "Mate, you got to call the show. You, Get there's in, no mate. point. No point emailing me. We just so, had the one person. Hey, eh? one person called up." Easiest prize they've ever won. Yeah, that Dometic icebox. How good. Yeah, how good. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, I missed out going on fishing in Fongamatara as well, mate. So oh, that would have been great down there. 
That's ex- very true. But um, res- results over the the last little while, um, yeah. That Norwich got three 0 up over Watford, um, which was massive. Um, Watford uh, relegation uh, in the fight for relegation as well with uh, with Norwich. So that was a huge huge play in Newcastle. You're just speaking of Leeds, um, big result getting up over over Leeds, so one nil. So Chris Wood hasn't scored for them yet, um, but <laughs> but the biggest signing of 2022, mate. That's right. Uh, let's we'll just we'll go back to Alex. We got him back on the line. We're just talking the relegation zone, Alex. What do you make of that part of the table? Yeah, so I don't know what happened there. I lost me for a second. Um, yeah, I think I, when I lost you, you were talking about Norwich. I mean, they're they're quite fascinating now, aren't they? With uh, with Dean Smith there, he do, yeah, what interests me about this is when he first joined them, it, it looked like he was being a little bit too passive uh, in how he was playing. They were overly expansive, a bit like they had been before he arrived. But actually, in this game against Watford, um, he sat a lot deeper. They seemed a lot more cautious behind the ball, and it really reminded me a lot of those final games. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, the final games of the season for Villa, when they suddenly went really defensive when they were up against it against relegation, and uh, dragged themselves out of that. Out of that, and now of course Norwich won two in a row. So yeah, they dragged the others back in. I mean, big win for Newcastle there as well. Uh, it, it does sort of look like it's all to play for again now down the bottom. Mm. Yeah, it does. It's opened up um, nicely, and obviously there's a few people making some trades, um, which is cool to see this time of year. Uh, I just want to touch on the derby, um, Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur uh, versus Chelsea. Um, Chelsea getting up over them, and I love the chance. Uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, it's happened again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did happen again. <laughs> That's five in the lack of good now, isn't it, over three games. I was at Stamford Bridge actually for this one. And uh, they were singing that pretty much the whole of the second half. And wow, it, it was the loudest <laughs> chant by some distance. I think the worry for Spurs fans is it the you know the idea of it happening again is really for them as much about the manager as it is about losing to their rivals. I mean, we saw this with Pochettino a few years ago, didn't we? When they didn't didn't get the transfers he wanted, and this world class coach slipped through their fingers. And already you've got talk of that happening again with Conte. He's not going to be happy at all to uh, be able to name, well, just the squad that he did for that game. I think that's partly why they didn't win that one. Just going back, circling back to where you started with Man City, I think that was a, a really interesting result. And you're right, we might be clutching at straws, but we'd just love a title race, wouldn't we? Is there anything that uh, teams can see out of what Southampton did against Man City that they should be able to implement? And is there any team in particular that you think could replicate it quite well? Um. Well, they did it in the first time, and obviously they've taken points on them twice this season. They did it the same thing both times. I think tactically, for me, the, the kind of core idea is if you surround Rodri at the base of the Man City midfield with your kind of uh, defensive shape, sitting off City, let the centre-backs hold the ball, but just... Oh, it's tough, oh. mate. You want the good goals. You want the good goals. He's got the grouse yeah. oil as well. Yeah, oh, well. Um, what Alec, a shame. Yeah. We, we might we might just say thanks to Alex and and for John. He's a he's a good bloke though. Clearly trying to get us the good oil. Yeah, true. Did you see Stephen Gerrard um, sucking his thumb to the Everton fans? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not bad, yet. When they, when they went one nil up, um, Villa obviously went one nil up um, playing away 
at uh, Everton, yeah. He's getting a bit of stick and he's just, yeah. Well, they throwing, won. Yeah, they won, yeah, yeah, on Sunday, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm sure Steve, Stevie Gerrard, I'm sure he will absolutely take so much pleasure in that after all the torment he gave Everton as a player and now being able to come back <laughs> as manager. And do it on the side. I love seeing that from managers, though. Just a little bit stuck of into the crowd. passion. Yeah. Um, Tim says Chelsea look back to their best against Tottenham. Yeah, they really did. Although, it, as uh, Alex mentioned, it's hard to know whether it's just all over again for Tottenham or if Chelsea are exceptional. The other one that I'm wondering about is, has the bubble popped for West Ham a little bit? Losing again to, or losing to Manchester United this week, dropped two in a row, just when uh, Hammers fans were starting to wonder if, if this is all what they deserved, a great year from heaven. They do have Watford... Uh, match day 24, so I'm sure they'll be able to get back on the I think the they'll struggle, there. Louis. I think they'll struggle. I think they're going to drop out of contention there, definitely. I think Arsenal will go past them. Tottenham, well, yeah, like you say, could be wheels falling off, but I reckon they'll go past them as well as in Wolves. Wolves playing some good footy as well, so, yeah. I think I, the slide started. I, look, I really am quite I'm quite confused about what I want for Newcastle. I want Chris Wood to succeed, but mm-hmm. there is something that's kind of amusing about the richest club in the world having to get relegated. <laughs> so from a story point of view, I can kind of see how that would be kind of funny but or and interesting to see what they then do and how badly they can just blitz the championship. But Chris Wood, you want him to stay up in the Premier League as long as he can. Yeah, you do. Um, I know what you're saying, but I think... I think if they get the opportunity to rebuild over the off season and the next transfer window, um, and they're in the Premier League, I think that's going to be even more exciting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. So right. If they so can beat relegation. Let's not, let, not have them waste a year. Yeah. Let's but, not waste a year for the excitement to really fizz up. Let's yeah. see what they can cook up. I yeah. know what you mean. I actually. Te- okay. You've you've done me. You've sold me just like yeah. that. I, I know what you mean, and, and actually why would we want them to go down? I think it is better for football if they're up there. Okay, mm. Chris Wood needs to score a goal then. A few, a few, yeah. I wonder, it'd be great to get him on. I, I, he's, playing, he's playing EPL, but there's, there's a different type of pressure that comes, comes with um, being part of the richest team. You know, I've experienced that IPL with Mumbai. There's a different expectation from people who are so successful in other facets of their lives. And and it goes up, like it goes up. The richer you are, the more you don't take failure. You don't you're used to getting things your own way. So oh, I think that's that would be fascinating to see if he's there has been more pressure or a different type of pressure. And I'd imagine there would be and wonder how he's dealing dealing with that. It's funny in these sports that aren't salary capped. Um, you know, like I don't spend heaps of time thinking about it, but how uneven the playing field truly is. And like mm. you go back and look at, and I'm sure they are. You look at the case study of how Manchester City turned themselves into a behemoth of the Premier League, mm-hmm. and the money and investment it took, and really there was no way to stop them. Theoretically, Newcastle should just be able to, within a decade, put themselves into top four contention. But I guess what you need to get in the right place is money can't buy. Right people, money can buy right people in the right places, but you still need a bit of luck and you still need the stars to align because all it takes is a couple of, and the first hurdle is this year, they need to make sure that they stay in the Premier League. Well, that's already yeah. a year stay back. Stay in the Premier League. There's, there are different hurdles now um, than when Man City was in. There was basically no cap. Um, then now there's you have to be financially viable. So they can't just pump cash in without, like they've got to be able to, Get close to breaking even. So, I mean, what the, what Man City did? They just Eddie had like obviously owned Eddie had. So they just 
pumped all their the biggest sponsorship deal into since they brought these financial rules and sponsorship into the sta- stadium naming rights. So that's how they've got around it. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about balancing that out. But it won't be as radical as it was when Man City first first no. came in. Okay, yeah, they have to pump more money in, which is which is good for the Premier League as well. So and, and I think as well, if they do want to go over that, then they just have to pay pay or they have to pay the Premier League um, anything that they do lose. So 